Welcome to the We Watched That podcast, where my wife Deborah and I watch a movie each week that we loved from our childhood to humorously critique how much smut there's actually in that movie and if it's appropriate for our kids. We recognize that some of the things we talk about might not be appropriate for all age groups. Please use discretion. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the We Watch That Podcast. My name's Ryland Brown. I'm Deborah Brown. And in this podcast, we sit down each week as a date night, watch a movie that we've had from our childhood, and we really want to review these movies for kind of the parental content of whether this movie would be okay for our kids to watch or not. And so, uh, it's not about the artistic value, it's not about how good the movie is, it's really talking about how... What's wrong? <laughs> We're going to get into how good the movie is, though. All right. <laughs> But it's uh, <laughs> it's really about... I think as good parents, you should not let your children watch bad movies. But go on. Okay. So, uh, but it's it's not really about that stuff. It's more about, like, the rating stuff. Cuss words, sex scenes, violence, those sorts of things that we want to uh, just... Kind of just tongue-in-cheek against our parents. Of, I can't believe they let us watch that. And, uh, and these are movies we've not seen in a long time. So, it's kind of fun. It's also a good date night. And we watched some really bad movies when we were growing up. I never watched this, so. So you'd never, this was, you had fresh eyes. Fresh eyes, did not read any reviews on yeah. it, nothing. So all right. this was this was all the first time viewing. All right, so the movie we watched this week, this was my choice. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this quite a bit growing up, but I didn't remember all the things. Oh, explains so much about you. But Opportunity. taste. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Opportunity Knox, uh, Dana Carvey, 1990, it came out March 30th. Uh, rated PG-13, an hour and 43 minutes, uh, directed by Donald Petrie, I think is his name. Let me see. He also directed uh, several things. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Miss Congeniality, Grumpy Old Men, So Mystic he redeemed Pizza. himself later in life. Okay, let's just hold it <laughs> on the criticism, because that's not why we're really here. We're really here to talk about the other stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We agreed before we did this podcast that that's... What that was. This is about. again. I stand. Good parents would not let their kids watch bad movies. All right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. But they had a cast uh, mostly uh, Dana Carvey, uh, Robert uh, Lagia, Lagia, oh. the old guy, uh, the dad, uh, Julia Campbell, which is kind of I remember her the love interest mm-hmm. from like the eighties. I don't remember what other movies she was in, but I remember she played the uh, character Annie, kind of the love interest of Eddie. Um, Oh, so she was in Kicking and Screaming, uh, Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion, Justified, and um, and from Huntsville, Alabama, born in 1962. So we would recognize her from some of those those movies. So what's the what's the movie about? Oh, that's a good question. Con artist would be my best guess. Yeah, con artist Eddie who kind of gets wrapped up into this lie of being someone he isn't, all because of a misunderstanding, and then. But before that, he's him and his buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, they're in trouble because they own a loan shark, lots of money. Yes, they own. So it. they're on the run, uh-huh. and they're they have to come up with I don't a thousand dollars. I remember what it was, it was a few hundred dollars. I think it wasn't a lot. Uh, they were still in a TV in to day. pay it off. Yeah, they so. were just low level con artists. They go to a kind of a rich person's house to grab some stuff, and while they're there, they hear the answering machine go off, saying the guy who was supposed to house it. He's going to be out of town and he can't make it for a long time. So Dana Carvey's character, Eddie, decides to move in and play the part of 
But he didn't really decide. It was first they, so it was they broke in and they realized how, how cool the house is and no one's going to be there. So they had a party. We're drinking and all kinds of stuff. With just the two guys? And then they get in trouble with the loan shark. And I think that's where they had the throw the guy off the bridge scene. Right. Maybe. Or they end up running away. And he runs there. No, they go home. That's what it is. I see this movie so bad. They, they go, go home, home and the guys approach them at their apartment and start shooting at them. And so they split up and run. And he runs back to this house that they had previously been out because he knew no one would be there. Uh huh. So that's what it was. Yeah. All right. So every week I have a question for you mm -hmm. of like, what would you do or what would you be? And this movie showcased a lot of technology when Eddie's in the house with the remote and stuff. He uh, showcased a lot of technology that like would have been a universal remote to that control did everything, everything. The not fireplace, just TV, yes. the. Uh, the lights. Coffee pot, I think. Yeah, turn on. the coffee pot on. Which is, to me, struck me very weird that the guy would have had coffee set up. If he wasn't going to be there for weeks. If he's not going to be there for yes. months. Like, yeah. we, we would have kept water out of the coffee pot, all that. But uh, if you, like, growing up, do you ever remember thinking about, like, the house you were going to live in one day and what it would have? And, like, what kind of house that would be? No. I mean, I didn't have wild, crazy dreams of a home. I just wanted basic livable <laughs> easy to please like subsidized obviously. housing no not what do you mean, obviously <laughs> what's that supposed to mean well, just look around buddy yeah, look around <laughs> there's no universal remote turning on my coffee pot <laughs> that's not true we have alexa so yeah we have a thing that turns we our... could program her to do things like that so yes. that's not true uh -huh. so i'm living above my dreams you're living <laughs> so i think for me uh, I would love, if I was eight, I would love the life that I have now. Like, with just the phone, mm -hmm. the computer stuff. Like, uh, I enjoy all that. The automation. Like, I love that we live in a house that has some automation where the lights come on and off. Uh, even though our house is a wreck because we've been changing out the floors. We ripped up carpet. We are very tired. We are very uh, tired. This week. Uh, so, so, I think I would love that stuff. Like, I would, I'd love that I have lights and... I do remember thinking... Uh, cause we never, we didn't always have a dishwasher. Yeah. And like one time, the, at one point the dishwasher we had, you had to like move across the floor on wheels. It wasn't built in and stretch a hose. And that was such a pain. And so I thought, man, I'm going to have a house with a dishwasher. dishwasher. <laughs> so. Called Rylan Brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's... <laughs> oh, Frigidaire um, and Rylan Brown puts it in the oh, Frigidaire okay. appliance. I'm doing dishes in the morning. <laughs> We're going to let them soak overnight. They don't have to soak. They do when they get junk from the day before. <laughs> we are busy. It's been a couple weeks. We've had sick kids and... We're just full of excuses tonight, aren't we? We're just full of excuses. Just full of excuses. Just full of something. So, uh, Deborah and I, we switch up the chores. So, my domain is kind of the kitchen. Not the cooking, really, but the... Cleaning the kitchen and the uh, dishes and things, and Deborah does the laundry, which we've done since like the first week we got married. Yeah, I mean we share every once in a while, but that's yeah. been fifteen kind of years of solid chores. Yeah, it's gonna be fifteen years in January. Yeah, fifteen in January. So, all right. Well, before, back to the movie. Back to the movie. <laughs> we we honestly don't have a lot to talk about. I mean, there's some things in here, but just to make up time. You said you didn't like this movie, 
Why didn't you like Opportunity Knocks? And it's so stupid. In what way? You can't. That's not an answer. <laughs> what way? The the storyline of this man's gonna break it. First off, we have this very nice neighborhood. Right. I would I would classify a mansion McMansion kind of. It's not yes. small suburban. Out on the Lake Michigan. Yes, overlooks Chicago. the lake. Yeah. Why he doesn't have an alarm system? And here's the other thing. So plot. There's just holes in the. There plot were here. Po- uh, holes in the plot because. Uh, the ho- actual homeowner, is it David, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents come over. They were going to drop keys off to Eddie. Who's, the guy who's supposed to be who house Who broke city. into the house. Yeah. And he's already in the house. And nobody questions how he got into the house. Right. Like, they're just like, oh, he's here. And then they say, you're going to need these keys. Yes. And I also didn't like... So, he, the homeowner and the friend were apparently best friends in college. And it's post-college years... And the family knows all about this friend, but yet had never met him or seen a picture to know that Dana Carvey was not him. Like, I'm thinking of my college roommates and college friends. And your parents knew. My parents parents knew, too. My parents could tell you what they looked like, at least. Not only that, but uh, the the guy, he's like a world-famous businessman. Yes. Yeah, a lot of plot holes. Mm -hmm. The scene that I remember the most from the childhood, two things, are when he's doing karaoke Mm-hmm. And sings Wild Thing, that scene. And then the other, when he has everybody do a board meeting in the bathroom. And he says, our best ideas don't come from the bathroom. They come in the, or they don't come in the boardroom. They come in the bathroom. I remember that scene when I was like 10, 11. I wonder why. What does that say about you? Oh, not a whole lot. <laughs> I wouldn't probe that deep. There's there's not much there. So I agree. was not was not a great movie. does not stand up. We had to rent this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we've not watched this movie You've never seen this I've never movie. Seen, it's never, been years. I've never even heard of it. It's probably been 25 years. When it maybe, released? Since I've seen this movie. No, it came out in 1990. Okay. But it's probably been 25 years since I've seen it. Okay. And so, so, uh, but there was some kind of smut. So let's talk about the cuss words first. Uh, this one, it was PG-13. It had the F word. Was PG-13? Uh-huh, PG-13. Okay. And it got the PG-13 rating, I think, because of the F word. Because there wasn't a whole lot of... Other stuff in. I mean, there, no. there was cussing, so I counted one, Get two, violence. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, nineteen cuss words, which is less than a lot of the other movies. I had eighteen, so okay, but you didn't have the f word. Well, I just make little tick marks. I don't uh, say which word it is. I have I have whole categories that I mark them off. Um, um, again, we do this every week. You're better than I am. That's true. <laughs> that's really the same discussion. I'm not better than you. Different week. So <laughs> a better note taker. Okay, but uh, the the other thing is, um, you're right, as far as there was some violence, there were like gang people, that sounds weird. Like but mafia. Yeah, mafia people, low-level mafia, lone shark, like seedy mm-hmm. under, underbelly 1980s type movie. Like, And the thing I hated about this movie after rewatching it is how bad the soundtrack is. It reminded me of just bad 80s, like flute, soft music. Um, I'm not a big fan of like montages and movies, like where some I think feel like it's a filler. So like if someone's changing into a whole bunch of different outfits and they have a musical montage, mm-hmm. not a fan. It's a filler. It's like a waste of of time. It doesn't progress the story much. He does the same thing when he's in the bar singing Wild Thing. Right. Not a good the the uh, dialogue is weak. Mm-hmm. Like the writing is very very weak on this movie. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, we watched it so much growing up. Maybe we were a fan of bad bad movies. Maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of sex in it. I had, um, the, there was an old lady, she described a sex scene. Where she went in and they, uh. Top hat and what, socks. What did they call him? Not a sugar daddy, but basically, but it was in the Poconos. What's a sugar daddy? <laughs> a rich man who has a younger lady friend. That's my, my interpretation of nice. it. Um, so that's the only sex thing I had. Was it the man wearing just his top hat and his socks? Yeah, yeah. that joke. That's so, all I had. There wasn't a lot of that. There was some product placement. Uh, you had Miller, Beer, 7-Up, Minute Maid. Uh, but they were not focally... I was going to say, I didn't pick up on any of that. Well, you're... let's be honest. You were... You, within five minutes, you were talking about how bad this movie was. And you were kind of frustrated <laughs> that he chose it. Frustrated that we were watching it. I was... I don't know how many times I've said you don't get to pick the movie anymore. <laughs> I was sorry that we had chosen that I had chosen this movie for us to watch within two, three minutes. Thank you for uh, apologizing how bad it is. You're welcome. Uh, so... But there was some of that. Uh, there was also gambling. The oh, when they're breaking in the kids, the I thought the Karate Kids. Were yes, funny when they're trying to steal the TV weird. and the yeah. kids beat them up. And let's let's be honest. Even if there's like a third grader who knows karate, it's a third grader. Like I don't know. It's it's not very good for street fighting. No. I don't think at that age. At that point, as an adult, you just put your hand on their forehead you just and kind push of smack them. them yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the bridge scene where they threw somebody off the bridge. Yes. Did they there murder was... the guy? So, no, he shows back up. That's why the karaoke scene happened, because he recognized the voice in the karaoke scene. He was sitting at the bar. Yep. And so, no, but they led you to believe he had been killed by throwing him off a bridge, which would kill anyone that outside of a would... 1980s movie. And can we talk about the guy who was the... Uh... Like the Lone Shark, not the bald-headed guy who played the principal in uh, uh, Back to the Future, but the guy with the really bad haircut. The one they threw the off suit. the bridge. Yeah, yes. the one they threw off the bridge. How awful that guy was. Like his hair, his speech. There's nothing, I don't know, the whole uh, thing. It was a caricature of what they would assume a Lone Shark. That's true. Um. So... Anything else? Oh, the other thing I did not like, and this is me personally against Dana Carvey, is just because you can do an impersonation doesn't mean you need to include it. He in did the a lot movie. of imp what impressions did he do? Um, well, we had the fiddler scene where he learned out he was Jewish. Yes. So he was trying to practice all his Jewish moves. What's a Jewish move? Well, he was dancing like the fiddler from Fiddler in the Roof. Okay. <laughs> Not Jewish moves. He was imitating it. the character from the movie. Yeah, from Jewish moves. <laughs> That's not what I meant. You know it. <laughs> and then just with the Japanese man, when he uh, pretended to speak Japanese, mm -hmm. and so he just throws out a bunch of gibberish. Mm -hmm. uh, just those kind of things. Of He did a bad Indian accent at one point. Like, just... I don't know. Hey, when you said the other day that you don't think America will well, ever I'm be ready you for, stop now. <laughs> America will ever be ready for an Indian president, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you are horrible, and you're going to get me in trouble. You said several things like that. You said I don't think America will ever be ready for a woman president, and I always, I mean, I applaud you for being bold. I don't think people agree with you, but I applaud you for being. Oh bold. my goodness. We're going to stop the podcast just so we can get some... This is the no-spin zone. It's <laughs> the no-spin zone. Is it now? Mm-hmm. All right. So what's what's our movie for next week? Are we finished with this movie? I still want to talk about how bad it was. Okay. What else do you have? I, th I believe that was it. But we just need to... Oh. need everyone to understand how bad this movie Please don't was. rent this movie. Right? I mean, it's not... 
for smut and stuff. I wouldn't let our kids watch it. No, there were too too many. Yeah. They wouldn't enjoy it. No, like, they wouldn't. It would be boring Except to them. Except as we were watching it, I was thinking of all those ridiculous movies that like Netflix and stuff push out now for kids that are, if you've never watched one, you should sit and watch one and think, man, this is stupid. And I'm thinking, who writes movies like that? And now I know it's people who grew up watching things like Opportunity Knocks. All right. <laughs> so just pointless movies, predictable storylines. Well, it's over. It is over. We don't ever have to talk about it, watch it, look <laughs> oh, at it. Oh, again. no, we're going to bring this up forever of the time you wasted my hours and making me watch this movie. on Amazon. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. All right, so what's our movie for next week? Movie for next week, we're going to hit up some Indiana Jones. Yes. Temple of Doom. Man, I'm excited about that. That's going to be a good one. I think it is going to be a good one. I love all the Indiana Jones movies, but it's been a long time. Really, the Shia LaBeouf one? We need to, we can't, it can't be for this podcast, but I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. I watched it in theater and, you know, when it was aliens, spoiler alert, and these crystals and the aliens, I thought, eh. Yeah. But then it kind of fits Indiana Jones stuff. So I need to go back and watch it. Uh, it may have just been that Shia LaBeouf was in it, even though I kind of like him as an actor. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon, fantastic actor. Uh, he had another one come movie out. Movie you were supposed uh, to wait for me to watch, but you watched without me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fall asleep. <laughs> We've watched more movies in the last two months than I think we have in the last eight years. We fall asleep. And it's okay. So, alright. So, if you want to watch Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, do that this week. Uh, this podcast is coming out on Thursday. You know, I'll probably watch it Friday night. Maybe Saturday night. Maybe. And take a couple days, uh, probably, to watch it. We've got young kids. No, it's good movies. We can watch it in one sitting. And then critique it with us. If you have any uh, comments, don't hesitate to reach out to us uh, on our website. We watch that podcast.com, uh, which takes us to the uh, podcast website. Words hard to come by. Words are hard. I'm in Toastmasters, <laughs> and it's not working. It's not working at all. It's getting. It seems to get worse. You're more into the toast and less into the master part. I'm a little disappointed that we haven't talked about toast at all. Maybe that needs to be my next. You speech. were there for the snack. I was there for. I thought. I thought it was a breakfast bread uh, conversation uh, group that meant all over the world, and I was wrong. No, and not only that, people don't give toast to anybody. Like, it's very misleading. But I'm going to try and get better. So, uh, so next week. Um, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram. Don't hesitate to like us there at We Watch That. Is it We Watch That podcast? No. It's just We Watch That. Just We Watch That. We Watch That with like a question mark and an exclamation point. No. I thought it was. Not within the t- name. Oh, My branding You're was so very, misleading. It's very important to me. <laughs> you just grab words out of the air and you're like, that's what it is now, guys. <laughs> I have no filter whatsoever. <sighs> we Watch That. Watched as in past tense. We watched that. Yes. Okay. So uh, get us on there on Instagram. You can follow along with what movies we're watching and movies come out every, our podcasts come out every Thursday. This is our seventh episode and we're going to have, we enjoy doing this as a date night for us, whether anybody else listens, it's a good thing for us to do. We've really enjoyed doing it. And so we're going to do this for a season two where we're going to take a couple weeks off after two more movies. No, this is six. Oh, yeah, huh? sure, sure. I think this is six. Oh. And maybe it is seven. You're rambling at this point. I am. <laughs> and I'm trying to make 20 minutes. Let's see. One, two, 
Like most of the movies we've watched, where they circle jet skis around the marina for a few minutes. <laughs> We're running out of content. Okay, so this episode is going to be episode number seven. I get to choose the eighth movie. Uh, Wait, I just chose the eighth movie. No, you're true. <gasps> you did. <laughs> All right, so I choose the first episode of season, season two. two. I think we're going to take a two-week, maybe a three-week break. Yes. And um, and then we'll be back. But that's what we're going to do. Eight-week seasons until we get bored with this or get too busy or something else. So who knows? If you have any movie suggestions, don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, for We Watch That, I'm Rylan Brown. I'm Deborah Brown. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>